a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. Lincoln, 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 Bobingan, Bonana, Fana, Bobingan, Feet, Fine, Momingan, Lincoln. They say this cat Lincoln is a bad mother. We're just talking about Lincoln. Cincinnati. Welcome to 1230 WDBZ. We are the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, the Lincoln Ware Show till one o'clock this afternoon. Yes, it's sneak the primary in day. Yes, get out there and vote if you haven't voted already. Get out there and vote. On issue one. And you know which way to go. Hell to the no. Oh, yeah. Let's show those Republicans they can't outsmart us. Let's show them. We got to show them. Oh, I can't wait to see the looks on their faces if this thing goes down. I can't wait to see what LaRose has to say. He claimed, oh, I'm, you know, that he's, he's being sued by the libertarians for promoting Issue one for going out there saying voting yes, vote yes on issue one. He's being sued because he's a secretary of state over the uh, boards of elections in the state. And he says, well, I I only promote it on my off time. When you're elected office to office by the people. From the time you take the oath of office on that Bible until the time whoever beats you or you uh, takes over that seat till they uh, till they sign in on the that seat you're 24 7 there is no off time for an elected official you know what i mean i mean they're, they're like on duty 24 hours a day and i don't think they have any off time i mean they have time that they spend with their families and stuff but they're still on the clock you don't work five days a week as an elected official. You work seven days a week. So he's going to use that as an excuse. I, I did. I used my own money and I was on my own private time. When you're secretary of state, you do not have your own private time to campaign on issues when you're over the boards of elections. Come on. And I hope he loses that lawsuit. Thank you, Libertarians, for suing him. Yes. All right. So you, they moved a lot of the polling places. 6327000 if you show up at a polling place where you normally go and it's not there and there's not a sign there. There are supposed to be signs up directing you to your new polling location. In a perfect world. There will be a sign there, but we know this world is not perfect. So you might just show up and there's nothing there. There's nobody there. If that happens to you, call 6327000. And they'll be able to help you. And I saw in the news how so many people, how, how, how many times do we say, 
you cannot vote at the board of elections on the day before election. And they had so many people. They had them on camera going up there, trying to open the door to go in and they couldn't vote. What? Huh? I could. Yeah. Uh, blacks and whites. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was confused. Well, with the Republicans who stopped voting at the board of elections the day before the election. The Republicans stopped that. They took that power from you. Now they're trying to take more power from you. If you let them. Now is the time to stand up and say, we're not going to be bullied around by these Republicans in Ohio anymore. We're not going to be bullied around. Majority rules. Yeah. The majority rules. And this is a way to show them we will not be bullied by these cats here, these Trumpsters here in Ohio. We won't be bullied. And you take people like the black lion who refuses to vote and people like this. So many more people just like him. It is just sad. It's sad that people out there who think like he thinks when it comes to voting. It's just sad. They're blinded by the light. But there's nothing you can say to them either. Nothing you can say to convince them that they're not doing the right thing by not voting. Oh, I'm a big man. I don't vote. I'm bad. I'm a bad man. I don't vote. He thinks it's cute. He thinks he's tough by not voting. What an idiot. What an idiot. All right, let's move along. Republicans love people like the Black Lion. They love people like that. <laughs> yes. And I told him I would lift his ban on calling in if he would only register to vote and vote. Ban lifted. It's like a pardon. Pardon issued. But he won't do it. So if he can be that stubborn and refuse to vote, so can I refuse to let him on. Yeah. Uh, Mayor Aftap Pirval says, um, we don't have a slogan or brand for Cincinnati. We don't have a slogan or a brand. There's one slogan uh, Nathan Ivey used to use, and it's, it was like fingernails on a chalkboard when he said it. Cincinnati, the drag queen city. <laughs> that, that was like chalks, fingernails on a chalkboard. I don't even know if he could, if he would continue to say that nowadays, if he was still doing a show with this LBGTQ stuff. I don't know if he would, could even get by with saying it anymore. I don't know. He probably would. But I used to hate when he said that. I don't want to be known as living in the drag queen city. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. A mother, 
And this is the second time I heard about a story like this. A mother sues Southwest Airlines saying she was a, uh, saying she was accused of trafficking her biracial daughter. Yeah, she takes her daughter on a trip and she's white. The daughter's bright biracial and they think she's trafficking the little girl. And they get the police involved and everything. Even when she flew to the city, the next city, police were there waiting on her. And that is so crazy. She sued, and I don't blame her. I hope she wins. Well, it looks like Cincinnati is not the only city that has a hard time recruiting police officers. The Los Angeles Police Department, uh, their numbers below 9,000. And that's been the lowest number of uh, police officers they've had in generations. Below 9,000 police officers on the L.A. police force. Man. Well, the Georgia courthouse on heightened security. New subpoenas are issued. And that Trump indictment is getting ready to come down in Georgia. Yet another set of indictments. Yes. I've got more shoes over there for me. Scott Bain brought more shoes. And I got some shoes under your desk for the walking club, uh, Angel. So she walks in with bags and there's bags and then there's some under your desk. Man, I tell you, the, the buzz listeners coming through like gangbusters. Even Angel has to bow down to the buzz listeners. Slow down. She says, slow down. <laughs> yes, because the buzz listeners, sometimes they test Angel with their with t- tickets and trying to get the tickets that they win. With no email address and then the wrong email address. And then they got to call their cousin to use their email address. Oh, boy. Unbelievable. But they these companies make it so difficult nowadays. Okay, so I'm at the game Sunday. And they had so many strikeouts. Uh, you know, I think it's, what, 12, 11 or 12? When they get that many strikeouts, you get free pizza at La Rosa's the next day. So I said, oh, see, we might as well just eat some pizza tonight since it's free at La Rosa. So I go get the pizza. It's the little mini pizza with one topping. So I had four tickets, but I said, I don't want four pizzas. I'll just get three. So anyway, I'm thinking I could just go in there and, like, sure the ticket on my phone and they give me the pizza. See, I was at the game yesterday. See the date, and here's my tickets, and that's it. Oh, no, no, not that easy. So I have to pull my tickets up. Then I have to go to the LaRosa.com slash Reds website. Then there's a number on the ticket below the QR code, a 12-digit number that I have to type in for each pizza. So I'm going back and forth looking at the ticket number, then going to the LaRosa site type. Oh, my God. I'm like, they don't want you to get these pizzas. <laughs> you know? They don't want you to do it. And life is so difficult nowadays, and they claim it's so much easier with all this smart stuff. 
Jeez. But anyway, as once again, I just can't thank people enough for donating the uh, shoes for our giveaway this coming Saturday over at Woodward High School. 1,000 backpacks, uh, brand new sneakers for all the kids while they last. And, uh, hey, I can't thank you enough for bringing those shoes in. People had brought me shoes at the walking club, brought those in. Uh, Scott Bain brought some yesterday and today, and uh, they're really doing it. So, um, <laughs> yes, uh, Ebony J got this media program. Uh, what's it called? It's called uh, uh, Media Earn and Learn. She's got a little class, and they check out the Lincoln Ware show at the beginning of the show every day before they go to break. So I want to give them a shout out. Give them a shout out. <laughs> she said her students are weak about being known for the drag queen city. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah, I'm weak because I hate it every time Nathan Ivey would say that. Yeah. I used to hate that. All right. And how old are your students, Ebony J? Are they are these uh grown students or just high schoolers? If they if if they're over eighteen, I hope they're registered to vote and I hope they get out there and vote today. Yes. I don't know. Maybe they're high schoolers. I'm not sure. She'll text me and let me know. But the students, they're getting weak over the drag queen city. Yeah, I don't think that's a good uh that's a good slogan for Cincinnati at all. But the mayor's looking for a good slogan. Anybody got any ideas on a good slogan for Cincinnati? He says we need a brand, too. We don't have a brand. We don't have a slogan. And since we're on the national news now with the Reds and the Bengals and FC Cincinnati, we need a brand. We need a slogan. So we need some help here. Uh, the Hamilton County Commissioners. Oh, man, those elephants are going to starve now. The giraffe, where are they going to get their food from? The commissioners voted no on an increase for the zoo, increasing uh, money on the, on the um, ballot this coming November. Yeah, it's just going to be a renewal of what they're getting now. Yeah, it's just a renewal of the levy that's on now. And uh, you'll be able to vote on that this coming November, but they won't get an increase. They wanted to uh, increase their levy and uh, the commissioner says, nah, baby, nah. Nah, baby, nah. See, and if Harambe was still living, I would have had to go for the increase in levy. Harambe had to eat, you know, but, um, Harambe is no more. I mourn the death of Harambe all the time. Yes. So the commissioners voted um, against the tax increase in uh, the, the zoo tax increase, and uh, they can't be very happy about that. Food is going up for those lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Wayne Brady. What the hell? <laughs> Wayne Brady, he's pansexual. 
Now, is that anything like polyamorous? <laughs> is that the same thing? <laughs> let's, let's, Raven, do you, is that the same thing? No, it, so, it sounds like the same thing to me. You it's not, though. Okay, what's the difference? He's still like men and women. So pansexual means you can derive a romantic connection with anybody depending on your specific things that you find attractive. So he he's not tied to one gender. Polyamorous doesn't have anything to do with gender. Polyamorous means you can derive a romantic connection from multiple partners. Oh, okay. That it has nothing to do with okay. the gender that you're attracted to. Okay. So uh, polyamorous, like a uh, 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 pastor, he could be in love with three or four women, in other yeah. words. Okay. Okay. Unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> and but Wayne Brady, Wayne Brady, yeah, he, he could go with the men to. or the women. Okay. Wayne Brady, let's make a deal. <laughs> That's so crazy because, like, you know, Wayne Brady is one of them guys who, like, one of them black guys who people have always questioned his sexuality and whether or not he was gay because he wasn't the typical, stereotypical no. black man. No, he wasn't. No. So people have always kind of wondered, is he? You know, kind of. <laughs> well, he comes in. out. He's come out of the closet. <laughs> he's out of the closet now. Wayne That's Brady. interesting. Wayne I wonder Brady. how long he's 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 known this and just waited till recently well, to come out with uh, it. Well, reading the story, he says he's he's felt this way for a long time. It just wasn't the right time to come out. He said, you know, That's, he had to suppress, I, I had to keep it undercover. Yes. So, all right. Uh. Let's see. Let's take a break and then we'll come back. I've got more. The stories continue. I'm telling you, we've got more. And I've got to tell you a story after the break. I I think I would if this had happened to me, I got a phobia when it comes to snakes. But what happened to this lady? You're just not going to believe. Um, I, I just I want to cry for her. I feel so sorry. But anyway, let's take a break and we'll come back. Twelve thirty. The buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, and uh, see, we got the port calling in around eleven o'clock this morning, Laura Bronner, and um, we'll talk to her. We were just talking about Wayne Brady. And he says, um, "What does he say?" He said he told the outlet, "Not only can I be attracted to any of these people or types physically." But I could I could be attracted to the to the person that is there. What? I don't understand what he's saying there. But anyway. He said, once I opened the door to my. Self, I had to start learning about myself. I had to start owning up to things that maybe I either repressed, suppressed or just didn't want to deal with. I gave joy at work, but the pity is then I come home and I don't have that joy. Okay. All right, Wayne Brady. Uh, the Montgomery police have issued four active warrants after the brawl on the Riverfront Park in Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama. So the warrants are out there, and I think all the warrants, I'm hoping the warrants are for the white folks who jumped the black guy who was working there at the, at the dock. But they're trying to say, well, all the, everybody who was fighting, it was a shame. They, you know, 
They trying to, all the black folks were doing was helping out the black guy who was attacked by the drunk mob of uh, boaters there. That's all the black folks. They black folks were minding their own business until they saw him. The, those people attack that worker. Yeah, that's all the black folks was doing, coming to the rescue of a guy that was being beaten the hell out of by those white folks. So any black, I hope that there's no warrants issued for any of the black folks who beat the hell out of the white folks at that dock because it wasn't their fault. All right. Oh, yeah, I promised I'd tell you about this um, before I go to Lisa Baker. I'll tell you about the lady. Okay, a hawk had caught a snake. You know, hawk flying around. He got hawk eyes. They could see. Saw a snake. Went down, grabbed the snake, flew off. In flight, the hawk dropped the snake. And it just so happened a woman was in her field there plowing the field. The snake fell on her arm. The snake wrapped itself around her arm real tight, she says. But the hawk, hey, I want that snake back. He goes down and attacks the lady and the snake. And, man, that hawk tore her arm up. This sounds like something straight out the Twilight Zone. Oh, man, you should see her arm. If you Google... Just Google. Um, How unfortunate do you have to be? I know snake falls on falls out of the sky on and lands on woman. Just Google that and you'll see her hand. That hawk tore her arm up trying How to get that snake. How unfortunate do you have to be for a snake to fall on you <laughs> and then wrap around your and arm? And then the hawk come back and, and get then the, the snake. Hulk come down and attack you. <laughs> that is. Oh my goodness! She said she was just waving That's her arm, terrible. waving her arm, trying to get the snake off, and then the hawk is, you know, he sees it. And he's oh, I got to get that snake back. That is terrible. And she was the, minding her good God-given business. <laughs> the hawk finally got the snake back and flew on off. But she said she was hollering, "Uh, help me, Jesus! Help me, Jesus!" That's all she was hollering was, "Help me, Jesus!" What kind of karma did she put out into the world to have to deal with that situation? <laughs> and uh, there was no snake bite, but she was monitored um, for a bite just in case. And she also discovered how close she really came to being bitten by the snake. She discovered the lens on her glasses was broken and there was a there was snake venom on the glasses. So she was kind of lucky. She had to do something. She had to do something, Lincoln. You don't just come up on a situation like that. Not only did a snake fall on her from out the clear blue sky, she also got to talk by a hawk. She did something, Lincoln. I don't know, but her hand, her arm, that hawk tore her arm up getting that snake. If you see it, it is horrible. Just Google snake falls out of sky, lands on woman. It should take you to it. And then attacked by a hawk. That When I saw that story, I just couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. All right, let's go downtown to the Crime Stopper headquarters and check in with my good friend, Lisa Baker. How are you today? That is horrible. <laughs> like, what in the world is happening? <laughs> oh, boy. I would have just passed out. I don't know what would have happened because you know, I hate snakes. And if... I, I just can't imagine something like that happening. Well, it, 
I would imagine it would take you a moment to even realize, like, where, what is this? You know? Unbelievable. I was in a swimming pool once. It was in South Carolina. So, you know, they're known for snakes. But the, my swimming trunks, the, the strings on my trunks were not tied. <laughs> and I looked down and I just saw the string wiggling there. And I thought it was a snake. And I went crazy in that water. <laughs> I had everybody getting out the water. <laughs> Look, we ain't even going to comment on that no more. <laughs> we can move forward on that. That can go so many different directions. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Lincoln, we're looking for people today. The first person, right? <laughs> Just the imagery. Oh, my God. I was tearing that water up, let me tell you. I'm sure. <laughs> Lincoln, so we're looking for two people today. The first one, Ryan Marshall Looney, who's wanted for burglary. Ryan Looney is a white male, 35 years old, 6 foot 4, 250 pounds, has a history of resisting arrest, last known to live on Baltimore Avenue in Millville. That's Ryan Marshall Looney. We're also looking for Deontay Christen, who's wanted for aggravated robbery. Deontay Christen is a black male, 22 years old, 6 foot tall, 150 pounds, has a history of obstruction and he frequents the Avondale area. So if any of your listeners know where to find Ryan Marshall Looney or Deontay Christen, give Crime Stoppers a call, 513-352-3040. Remember, you can submit a tip online, crime-stoppers.us. All right, 352-3040, night or day, and it's cash money for your clues, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Lincoln. All right, let's take a break, and then we'll come back, 1230. The Buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. You didn't early vote. Today is the day you need to get out there and vote. Go to your precinct. Hopefully, it hasn't moved. But if it has, uh, there should be a sign there. Della Joe, if you're listening, I did remind you to go vote today because I know you didn't vote before. Please go to the Board of Elections and vote. All right. She needs to get up there. Polls open until 730. 730. So there is no excuse. And the lines are not long. Because it's such an easy, you're in there. Fill in a, one block. You fill in the block. Hopefully the block that says no. And then you go ahead. That's it. You're done. Did you vote already? Yes, I voted Thursday. Thursday. The early vote. I'm going right after I leave today. See, I, I hate when people wait to the last day. Something it's election day. Anything could come up. Anything could come up. And then you might not be able to vote. I got till 730 okay. tonight. I'll be all right. All right, let's go to the phones. Miss Nettie, how in the hell are you today? I am doing fine. Greetings to you from beautiful Lincoln Heights. And I don't care what nobody say no more. Hey, First Lady Sharon Ware was there at the walking club. It was so nice. Our president, oh, my God, it was wonderful to see you, Lincoln. And it was wonderful to bring those shoes up there. Yes, yes. So 
anybody. I also put the receipt in there just in case they don't like them. Oh, boy. All well, right. you know, hey, you never know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, now, I guess. When it's kids, honey, yeah. you have to know. All right. All right. But I just wanted to tell you that, and it's a wonderful day. And good to hear you and Raven Mundy on the radio. She's on the ones and twos there with you. And to I Sharon Ware, you know, of course, the lady of walk and talk. Yes, yes. And I just had to say that. That's all I had to say. I don't have no more. All right. Well, it was good seeing old Frog on Saturday. Oh, yes. He enjoyed the walk. Yes. And everything. Yes. So, yes, it was wonderful. All right. All right. You have a blessed and beautiful day. Bye-bye. All right, Miss Nettie. Thanks for your call. Bye-bye. That's the Queen of Lincoln Heights, Miss Nettie. The Queen. Nothing happens in Lincoln Heights unless it goes by the Queen. The Queen of Lincoln Heights. All right. Uh, the Houston Astros uh, took their winning lap around the White House. You know, every, every time they win a cha- anybody wins a championship, you go to the White House. Well, Dusty Baker and the Astros were the hair, and um, <laughs> uh, Joe Biden was joking with um, Dusty Baker. You know, Dusty Baker is the oldest manager in baseball, and uh, Joe Biden says he could relate to, to uh, Dusty Baker. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he says, uh, yeah, he says, I can relate to being the oldest. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Dusty uh, Baker, hats off to Dusty Baker. He deserved it. I mean, he's got a World Series ring with the Dodgers when he played with them, but he didn't have a World Series ring as a manager. So uh, congrats, Dusty Baker. He, we had him here. He won for us here. But, you know, you know, managers of color on the Reds don't last very long. Tony Perez, what happened with him? Tony Perez. Remember that? He was only the manager, like, for days, so, so many days. I forgot how many days it was. And I almost... I, <laughs> I almost had a heart attack when I saw I went past bat sacks and there were no hats in there. And I'm like, what the hell? Where did they go out of business? What happened to bat sacks? And come to find out they just moved down to the 580 building. And they're on one of those storefronts there because uh, they're doing all kind of work on the Terrace Hilton. And it's just not safe to walk around there now, so they moved. I was a little worried. Bat sacks, man. I've been going in there since the 50s. Since I was a kid. My mother worked at the Metropole Hotel. She was an elevator operator. That's when, that's before you had the push button elevator. You had to have somebody on the elevator to turn the little thing and the elevator goes up. But why did you have to have somebody do that? Why you couldn't just do it yourself? Well, it, it I don't know. They they just that's just the way things were. You had somebody to operate the elevator, and you you know they, somebody walk on what floor five. Then the, you turn the little thing and the elevator goes up. And 
the dry cleaner, Bats had a dry cleaning business also, and they sold hats. And I used to go in there all the time when I was like nine, eight, nine years old. Was that considered like a good job? Yeah. Back then, elevator operator was, it was cool. This is the 50s we're talking, 1950s. Women couldn't get any kind of job back then. I mean, my grandma, she came here in the, I'm going to say the 50s, and she was like, she did domestic work. Like, she cleaned houses and stuff like that. But I didn't know whether, like, elevator operator was one of them jobs or you was, like, covering No, I mean, it was just a job. <laughs> you know, it was a job. It was a job. And and the, I used to go down there. The Times Theater was right across the street from the Metropole Hotel, which is now, I guess, what are they? Oh, that's they were the Metropole Apartments, and then they turned into the uh, the little boutique hotel now. That's what they are now. But, um, yeah, those were the days. My Back. grandma worked at Chilotoes when she first got here. Oh, okay. okay. They used to have an elevator operator at Chilotoes. Yeah. And I don't know, Batsat's been there forever, so they moved, and they're down right there at the 580 building now. One of those storefronts on that, I guess it's on, is it 6th Street? I, I think it might be 6th Street, yeah. And so, boy, I thought they had gone out of business for a minute. You want to get a good hat? Got to go to Batsacks. They got the hats. They got the sky pieces for you. They used to, I don't think they shine shoes there anymore. Every time, last few times I've gone. I don't think they shine shoes anywhere. Like, uh, uh, that, that used to be the place to get your shoes shined at Batsacks. Who was wearing shoes that you have to shine oh. in 2020? Oh, my God. Oh, gee. <laughs> Will somebody please call Raven and tell, introduce her to the real world? <laughs> she knows nothing about the real world. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. I know it was a thing at one time, but who in 2023 is wearing shoes that you have to shine? If you go to the airport, there's a shoe shine stand right there at the airport right That's now. I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> there's a shoe shine stand at the airport. Oh, my goodness. Everybody don't wear sneakers. Jeez. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, you have missed out. By being a millennial, you have missed out <laughs> on a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back. Lincoln Way. Oh, yeah, by the way, I heard from Ebony J in her class. Um, they uh, they like the term nasty natty as a slogan for Cincinnati. What? <laughs> nasty natty. I don't like that. <laughs> I disagree. So I don't know. I don't want nobody to think we nasty over oh, here. Oh, boy. Unbelievable. All right, let's uh, take a break, and we'll come back. 12.30, The Buzz. Cash, cold, that's what I need. 12.30, WDBZ, The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. And, yes, and especially the deacons and the choir, you know, these guys, they wear dress shoes to church, and if they don't shine their shoes themselves, they have to take them somewhere to get them shined. Uh, the D, D and K shoe repair, I think it's on Kenwood Road, they shine your shoes. 
I don't know a single man my age who has ever taken his shoes to get shined. What? <laughs> well, what, yeah, yeah, you thir- what are you, 30 what? Yes, I'm 30. 30, oh, jeez. All they wear is sneakers. They don't have any dress shoes. That's not true. <laughs> they don't have any. That's well, not true. Well, how do they, apparently they don't have shoe polish and a they shoe brush. They just take care of their dress shoes. Oh, you, you got to shine them at some point. You have to shine your shoes at I some point. I feel like point. y'all was wearing y'all dress shoes way more often than the men my age. Well, yeah, so you yeah. needed them shine. I mean, there the was men a time. Men my age don't wear dress shoes that often. When I was in high school, we didn't wear gym shoes to school. Right. Y'all wore dress shoes to school. Yeah. We didn't do that. Yeah, we, I mean, you know, maybe on gym day you might wear some. But for the most part, yeah, you wore dress shoes to school. But... I mean, shoe shining business it used to be big money. But Why now do they I sound stupid because times have changed. Somebody on the Facebook Live said she sounds stupid. Why do I sound <laughs> stupid? Times have changed. The now they make dress shoes with gym shoes. You got the rubber soles yeah. and a lot just of men like, yeah. when they get dressed up end up wearing yeah. gym shoes with their suit yeah, and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Like if you look I at any that. of the prime pictures that have come out in the last couple of years, those young boys are wearing like luxury designer gym shoes with their suits. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I do that, too. I like to wear gym shoes with suits. Right, or, so why or, does that make me stupid? Or you can <laughs> wear dress shoes that have rubber soles, like gym shoes. Yeah. They make those now. And a lot of times they look better than the regular dress shoes. But anyway. All right. The main thing is for folks to get out and vote. That's what I'm talking about. We got to show these Republicans. We got to teach them a lesson. This will be a lesson well taught. If we can shoot this issue one down today. All right, let's go to the white lion. White lion. Yes, sir. How you doing today? Like it? I'm hanging in there. What's up? Oh, nothing, man. I'm not doing too good, man. Uh, I hurt my back last night. Uh, I signed up for this dance class Saturday, and the past three days I've been going there, man, and I'm just getting old, man. I can't do it like I used to. No, no boy. What kind of dancing were you doing? Uh, whatever could get me on Lizzo's team, man. No, I, please. <laughs> I'm try, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get, you know. But anyway, man, uh, what's up, man? Hey, man, I got a question, man. This might be a weird question. Probably but, is. Uh, it probably is. Like, I feel that. Uh, hey, so on the Crime Stopper thing, man. I've been noticing a lot lately. It's always a black dude and a white dude yeah. they're looking for. Because black folks are not the only people that commit crime. So yeah, well, it's always black and white, man. And like, what's what's wrong with having a black one and a white one? Mexicans are doing something here in the oh. city, man. Well, she every now and then we have uh, uh, the, the word out looking for a uh, Mexican. Nah, man. I've been listening to this show for a while now, not. We, I remember back in the day they was on there crying, saying it was only black people on there. Well, we changed that, and I we know, got a black like one and I'm a like, white why one. Why is it just black and white people? Oh, my goodness. Oh, jeez. I know, man. It's, I know, I know. I told you it was going to be weird. It but is anyway, weird because vote, we, voted, we don't right? have just black and white. We do have uh, people, other people of color on there also. But did uh, I vote? Yes, I voted. I voted no on issue one. I voted no, too. I went with the no, Lincoln. I, uh, my white supremacy uh, seemed that it was only fair that I voted no on all those issues because the way I see it, and 
that this is this is going to hurt. If if this if this goes no, if it fails, it's going to hurt the black community. How is it going to hurt the black community? Because Lincoln, they're going to bring those abortions. Oh my they're god! Gonna oh, those, they're going to cut off. They're going to cut off those. You know what I'm saying? They're going to come. And Wait, first of all, they have abortions right now. Nothing is going to change uh, with that. So what the hell are you talking about? Man. I'm just going off of what I've been told, man, on yeah. the news. So you've been told a lie. You've been told a lie. Wait, you told me that it was about abortion. It, it is. It yeah, is. No, we need more abortions in the hood, man. Now, it's, it, look, these white folks are protecting themselves. They don't care about abortions in the black neighborhood. They're worried about the white folks getting abortion and the numbers of white folks in this country going down. That's what they're hey, worried they're about. Not, they are not going to put a Planned Parenthood in Indian Hill, Lincoln. They're gonna put that in a in a, in a. Just what I said. They don't. They don't want white folks to have abortions. They need. They so, want all the babies they can get, so that uh, this country won't turn brown. Right. So if this fails, they're gonna have more abortions for the black community, right? No. 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 Yes, you sound Lincoln, stupid. You know this. What's going on? Oh man. my God! Thanks for your call. Can I get somebody? With some sense, because the white lion has none. Unbelievable. Mike. Good morning, Lincoln. How you doing this morning? What's going on, Mike McCoy? Not much. I just got two things I want to talk about right quick, and I'll get off here. First of all, Lincoln, my ballys, my gators, my lizards, <laughs> my Stacey Adams, my floshers, I got to have my shoes shine. Yes. I got to shine kit myself. Because yes. I come up shining shoes, and my slogan used to be, shine, shine, get them gloss, get your feet educated, get your corn knocked off. Yes. So <laughs> I shine my shoes when I was coming up <laughs> as a kid, and I still shine my shoes every yes. Sunday before I go to church. It's nothing but a nice, fresh shine. I got a pair of uh, military boots that I've attempted to do a little spit shine on it like I used to do when I was in the Marine Corps. But I forgot how time consuming it is to try to put a spit shine on some boots. Yeah, it, it takes a while to put it on there. But, yeah, there's nothing like a good shiny pair of shoes when you wear in this church, especially when they got them, you got them gaiters on. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Some gaiters and the second thing I want to talk about, Lincoln, I'm glad you mentioned about the election. I looked at my car today. They changed my daggone preach. See, that's what I I'm saying. Yep. I was getting ready to go to where I used to go at, and I don't go there. I go someplace else. It's on Compton now. So I'm glad you talked about this. So people need to look at that car from the board election to make sure they're going to the right precinct. Yes. I would have went to the wrong precinct if I did not look at this. So I'm glad you up on that kind of stuff with the information, letting people know about this. So I'm getting ready to get out here and go vote no issue one myself. All so right. That's all I want to say, Lincoln. You have a blessed day. And Raven, tell your young man to keep his shoes, Shane. <laughs> yes. All right, Mike McCoy. Thanks for those uh, shoes you brought for the kids, too. We appreciate it. And uh, like I said, we Lannis Timmons just brought some shoes down. Unbelievable. He said, I left them downstairs. All right. Why, you, why didn't you tell the security to bring you up, Lannis? But anyway, it's too late now. But thanks for those shoes anyway. All right, we're going to take a break? No, I still got time for one. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got Laura Bronner coming up from the port at 11 o'clock following the news. We'll talk to her, get us an update of what's going on. I want to find out about those uh, houses that they bought from uh, 
uh, the uh, those landlord out of town landlords owners who didn't fix up those houses went into receivership and they bought them up. Are people buying those homes? That's what I want to find out. Are they taking the classes, the home ownership classes? What else is it that I want to know? Uh, I talked to a, a real estate agent, Mike Kelly, and he was saying uh, those houses only had like one bathroom and nobody wants a house with only one bathroom nowadays. I, I don't know what to say about that. I, I don't know. Can they can people afford to get a loan when they when they finance the house? Can they get some extra to get the uh, a bathroom added to the house? I don't know. I don't know. But it's kind of difficult. Buying houses nowadays is got more expensive. Right when those people were getting ready to buy their homes. They become more expensive. So I don't know. And what do you do when you confront somebody that don't want to be a homeowner? They just want to rent the rest of their lives. I don't know. We'll find out all of that and more with Laura Brunt from the port coming up after the news on 1230. The Buzz. 1230-WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln, we're with you. And let's go to my good friend, Laura Bronner, over at the port. Laura, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Lincoln. I'm doing very well. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. And uh, I tell you, a lot has happened since the last time we talked. Uh, what's going on over there at the port? And especially I want to find out about are people buying those houses that you were making available for those renters to buy? Are they buying them? Or, you know, with the interest rates going up now, is it, has that made it more difficult? What's going on? All right. Well, first of all, I want to say we've learned a lot in the last year and a half since we bought these houses. I'm so proud of our team and all the work that's going into this. Um, the, the place I want to start with is when we bought these 194 houses, they were okay, not a town investor, like you said. Um, we were told that 10 of them were empty. And what we found is that we had 67 vacant houses. So, A, that means that we didn't get, weren't getting rental income. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we paid $15.5 million for these houses. So that hurt from the very beginning. But then, more tragically, what we discovered is that the houses are in horrible shape. You know, we're fixing decades worth of neglect mm. and poor property maintenance on these houses. So what we've been focused on is fixing up the vacant houses. We're spending an average of $67,000 a piece on them um, so we can get those sold. Um, so we're working in kind of a parallel path with the empty houses, getting them ready okay. for sale. And then the ones that have uh, tenants in them, um, yes, we, we, from the very beginning, we hired the uh, Working in Neighborhoods nonprofit to offer... Uh, they're, they're a HUD-certified um, home ownership training organization. So they're providing financial literacy counseling um, and um, um, you know, even courses on how to maintain a home yeah. and working on people's credit and getting them prepared for ownership. We have about 40 of those tenants 
in those courses or have finished the courses oh, okay. with wins. Um, so that's a big step forward. And so, and, and these so forty putting, people, they are they really interested in buying these homes? They really this is something they really want to do. Yeah, but yes, I can say with confidence that the forty people that raise their hands are. Now that means that there are still plenty of other people who haven't expressed interest. But we're really happy we've got 40 renters yes. that say, I want to be on the path to home ownership. And uh, so that, that is um, obviously very positive. But our, what we really want to do is get these 67 homes um, that were vacant back into home ownership. Uh, we've awarded about 37 renovation contracts. And what's really nice about this is, since they're a good size, like, you know, if it's a $70,000 contract, that's allowed us to um, reach out and work with new contractors, so we're creating jobs at the same time. Um, we've got 11 uh, contractors that are working on those 37, and six of them have never worked with the port before at all. Oh, yeah, that's what so I was going to ask you. How does a contractor, if they want to, you know, sign up and be a part of this, uh, what do they have to do? Yeah, so we, we want to... We want to hear from them. We've done a lot of outreach, and like I said, we we found some new contractors. But I will tell you to suggest anybody email housing at cincinnatiport.org. Housing at cincinnatiport.org. And whether the, whether you're interested in buying a house or being a contractor for us, you can send us an email there, and we'll get it to the right place. Um, there's one new contractor in particular that... Um, we're also he's such a delight to work with. His name is Edouard Tende, and he has a construction company called Zoe Consulting. We had never worked with him before, but because of our outreach and getting to know him, he's got three houses underway right now. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, so that I, I, I talked to a uh, real estate agent, and they were saying a lot of these uh, houses only have one bathroom. And nowadays, I mean, at least a bath and a half is not, if not two bathroom for like three bedroom homes and only one bathroom. Uh, has anybody, you know, expressed a problem with that? So I, I don't know off the top of my head any statistics, but I know we have a really wide range uh, inside of this portfolio of very small houses, you know, maybe um, 1,000 square feet up to 2,500 square feet. We have one, two, and three-bedroom houses, you know, lots of different neighborhoods. I'm not personally aware of any that only had one bathroom. Um, but what I can say is that we're taking the house and putting it back together again. Yeah. We're not going to sell a house unless we're proud of it. We are investing, for example, in air conditioning. Uh, we don't want to set a new family, a new homeowner up um, to have either high utilities or, um, you know, have it be uncomfortable because there's no air conditioning. So we're putting these houses that are just in, in really horrible shape back back in um, in good condition for a new new homeowner. Now, with and, the with the interest rates going up and all the, you know, all the other things going on, now will they end up having to pay more? for their house than they're paying for rent right now. Is that well, situation no, going to happen? That's a, that's, a good, that's a good question. And what I will say is no, but the amount of savings is obviously look, you know, the difference between the rent and the mortgage payment is closer together now because of the high interest. 
Mm-hmm. But remember, people can refinance again, hopefully in a year or so, when the interest rates come back down. And the um, and even if their payment is only $300 less than their rent, remember, part of that payment is, you know, it's like putting money in the bank. Yes, it's, yes. It's an investment. So we will have about uh, 10 to 15 more houses ready for sale of these empty houses that we're picking up, about 10 to 15 more ready by the end of the summer. And how... And we... And, yeah, all right, Ian asked me how many actually have sold. Well, no, how, what's the price range of the houses? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good question. So we paid an average of about $78,000 per house. And originally, we thought we would be investing about 40000 in each one of them. That was our estimate. They didn't let us go in the houses before we bought them. <laughs> oh, we only boy. got to go yeah. in... Um, I think we got to go inside 30, or no, 10. 10 houses we were able to visit, and they picked them out for us. So, of course, um, we estimated about 40000 and it's going to be instead, you know, 70000 But our goal is to sell at our cost. Mm-hmm. And now, now, like I said, there's a wide range. So um, the, the house sales might be from 120 to 180000 uh, and one thing I, I want to say is uh, over the last 10 years when we've put houses on the market, you know, we've listed them with MLS and we've just let um, the market dictate what the sale price is, um, except when we've gotten money from, like, the city or the county that is income-restricted, then people have to qualify to be a buyer and, and prove that their income is either at that 60%, 80%, 100%, 120% AMI. Uh, in this case, we have no subsidy inside of these houses. It's all our money, but mm-hmm. we still put an income restriction on. So we're selling these houses to people that are making at or below 120% of AMI. So we're making sure that we're hitting that market of first-time home buyers. So, uh, and have, have you, you haven't uh, closed your first home yet, have you? You haven't closed on Oh, the... yeah. Okay. Yes, we have. We've closed on two so far. Two, okay. All right. Yes. And so the and people, uh, you know, were the people happy? Were they glad they that no longer renters and owners? Or, and did they end up paying less or about the same, or hopefully not more, with this no. new home? Well, they're, I can tell you they're very happy. Uh, we've got some great pictures. Uh, I don't know the specifics for those home buyers and what they're paying for rent before, um, but I uh, clearly, you know, these are great investments. It's the first time for them to start to have a chance to build wealth. Yes. And I will also say one of the things that we've done that I'm really proud of is we are building a, a pipeline of people who are interested in buying the houses. We have over 100 uh, contact of either individual people that have said they want to buy a house or nonprofits mm-hmm. or the community councils and CDCs. And what we're doing is sending an email blast out saying, hey, these two houses, or however many, are going to be ready in two months okay. for sale. And then we're sending another email out saying, with pictures saying, these houses will be ready in two weeks. Mm. So okay. we're trying to really give people lots of time to get their um, pre-approvals in place 
and, and be watching so that they can make an offer on the house when it becomes available. Now, has this whole process gone a lot slower than you would have hoped it did? Or, or is it moving at the pace you thought it would move at, or what? Well, well, you know me well enough to know I've got a very high sense of urgency. So, yes, if I could have waved my magic wand, um, you know, things would have gone faster. But we had um, the biggest surprise to us was the condition of the houses. And then as soon as we realized how much money we we're going to have to invest in them, it, you know, then automatically it can't go fast. You know, yeah. you have to do the work yes. and put out RFPs. And like I said, we spent time to get new contractors, so that takes longer. So it, it's gone slower, but I really think we've, we've had a, well, I don't think we made a mistake. I think we've just done such a good job every step of the way. And we're really building relationships um, with the, within the communities. They're so happy to have us putting these houses back into home ownership with the nonprofits and, you know, really working hard to build trust. Now, could you give us that website again for the contractors and uh, for the people? Give us a, a number or website for people who want to get on that list of potential homeowners. Yes. Housing at CincinnatiPort.org. All one word, CincinnatiPort.org. Okay, that's for the uh, contractors. Yes, contractors or home buyers. Okay. Oh, but for both. Okay. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Housing and, at CincinnatiPort.org. Yes, okay. and that's what's so great about this initiative is, it, is that it's really holistic. We're we're fixing up houses so the individual pieces of real estate are in better shape. We're creating homeowners that can build wealth. We are creating jobs for contractors along the way. And then ultimately, there's a higher quality of life for both the new homeowner, the contractor, and the neighbors who are going to see appreciation in their homes. Uh, well, it sounds like, uh, I tell you, it, it's, it sounds like it's a great opportunity and it's a great fit for people who want to become a homeowner. Like I said, the interest rates kind of scare me right now. But uh, anytime somebody can get in a house and not rent and have, call it their own, and plus it's fixed up when they move in there. So Yeah, it's, it's right, right. You know what you're getting um, when you move in, and you don't have all that uncertainty of how much renovation is going to cost. And yeah. I, will, I will tell you one other exciting thing we're working on with Fifth Third Bank um, as the leader of this, but they've also brought in Huntington Bank and PNC, we're working on an initiative to tackle appraisal bias. Uh, oh, okay. So that yes. is really important as well. It's, you know, it's important um, for an individual person of color, no matter where you live, that, there has, that bias has existed in appraisals. But it also, in a neighborhood that is largely people of color, you know, there's no question there's been systemic suppression of appraisals. So that hurts somebody that wants to buy a house, and it also hurts somebody who lives there in the neighborhood not realizing the appreciation that they yes. should. And so what are you guys doing? Are you, uh, are you meeting with the appraisers, or what are you guys doing? Yeah. So Fifth Third has taken the lead on this, and they've um, assembled a group of national thought leaders, including the chief appraiser for Freddie Mac, for example, and the head of the Appraisal Institute of America. And they've also um, 
got a number of African-American appraisers from several, from several parts of the country. And what they've done is uh, really had a lot of discussion about the fact that within the appraisal regulations, there's another way to do appraisals. You don't have to just rely on comparable sales. That's almost like the easy way out to say, hey, in this neighborhood in the last few years, no house is sold for more than 90000 so I'm not going to appraise this house for more than $90,000. Mm-hmm. There's, there's another methodology yeah. that allows them to look at the cost and quality of the renovations and give it a higher appraisal. And uh, so the banks are, and I know this is, this is complicated, They're, they've used our, the, uh, the facts of the 116 houses that we've sold we gave them all the statistics about every house we've bought, renovated, and sold. And they're looking, they've gone back and looked at the fact that there's not been one foreclosure of any, by any buyer of a house that we purchased mm. and we sold to them. And there's been subsequent sales by homeowners that have made money because there's been appreciation. So they're saying, well, huh, I guess these neighborhoods are safe investments. And... So the banks are going to agree to hire appraisers who agree to use this other methodology, and they're using Cincinnati as a test case for it to be able then to take it to other parts of the country. All right, uh, Laura, can you hold on for a second? I need to take a quick break. Can you? Sure. Okay. All right, uh, we'll come right back. Laura Bronner from the Port. We're talking about some of the houses they bought up from uh, uh, foreclosure, big foreclosure there, and how they're fixing them up and trying to sell them. Uh, We'll take a quick break. 12.30, The Buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln, we're with you. Laura Bronner and uh, with the port, and we're talking some of the houses that they purchased. People on Facebook Live want me to ask, uh, when you say fix up, what do you mean when you fix the houses up? Uh, I mean... (laughs) Explain that. They say, you know, you okay. can just, you know, do a little paint here and a little this yeah, and that. That's, that's a very good question. Uh, in many cases, it's a new roof. Uh, we've had porches that aren't attached to the house. Uh, we've had uh, plumbing that is not connected, that were like the toilet's not connected to uh, the sewage system. Uh, so we are doing much more. We're taking up old floors. Um, we're uh, taking out old appliances, in the, certainly in the kitchen. Mm, okay. We are doing, um, you know, it's, it's way more substantive things, gutters, windows. Okay. Um, cap, what we would call capital improvements. Uh, in order to put air conditioning in, we often have to increase the electricity from 110 to 220. Uh, so they're, they're substantial capital improvements. Okay, okay. I mean, it sounds good. I, I, I really want to see one of these houses that you, well, we got to get together and meet at one of these oh, houses. Can we do right. that? We would love to do that. And, in fact, just last week, Sherrod Brown visited one of our care houses because he was announcing new legislation that he, um, that he uh, proposed that uh, he's really been very active on this subject, and he has proposed that, People, organizations that own more than 50 
single family rental homes mm-hmm. should be disallowed from yeah. deducting their depreciation or interest. Mm-hmm. It's trying to really hurt them financially that way. So we were really happy to have him here last week at one of the houses. But uh, we'd be more than happy to include you. Oh, so we'll I, reach out. I would love to do it. I want to see it so I can come back and talk yeah. about it. And well, because and actually, we're going to do an open house with a realtor. Um, and so maybe that'd be fun, too, because then you can hear from them and you know, kind of what their reaction is to it. Definitely, definitely. Okay, yeah, let me know, and I'll be okay. there because people want to – people can't visualize – what the houses looked like when you bought them, they can't visualize what they look like after you fix them up. So people, they, it, 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 it sounds too good to be true. You know what I mean? Yeah. How they say, I know. when it I sounds know. too good to be true, it, it's not. But uh, it, it sounds Here. good. If everything you say is happening, this is the best thing ever. I think this is one of the, I, I think for almost everyone that works here support, this is the proudest accomplishment we've had. You know, everyone feels so good to be a part of it. And, and literally, it's probably you know, 20 people in our office that have touched us in some way or another, including, like, one of our um, tenants uh, doesn't speak any English, and we have an employee that's fluent in Spanish. Mm. You know, so we can okay. communicate and help, help the family that way. Uh, the, uh, if you, look, if you follow, follow us on social media... Um, Yasmin and her team does a great job uh, with social media, and we've got plenty of examples there with before and after pictures. Okay. If you go to the, our website, org, we do um, videos every month called Port Shorts, and we've highlighted the houses in those. So you can, you can get some more before and afters of our work if you look at our website or follow us on, on social media. All right. Laura, it uh, sounds great. Yeah, I want to get together and uh, maybe take a tour of one of those houses and uh, report back to the people. But I'm going to go online and look at them, and I hope other people will go online. Is there a number, if people want to call the port, uh, is there a number? Uh, The best thing, you know, we're all automated here. Okay. The best thing is going to be go uh, housing at Park. Okay. You're going to get to the right person the fastest. Okay. All right. That's the way to do it. And uh, right. we'll, uh, uh, next time, hopefully, you can come in and uh, take some calls and talk to some people. I would love to do that. It's been too long. All right. Okay. Laura, right. good talking to you. Thanks for calling. Good talking to you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. That's uh, Laura Bronner, and, uh, hey, she lays it out there. And I know a lot of people, somebody said, uh, this is she's blowing smoke up your A. <laughs> you know, come on. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to that website and check out the before and afters. And somebody said, what does fix up mean? Yeah, you know, is it livable? But, and she told you exactly, I mean, somebody going to put a new new wiring in for the air condition, a new roof. Jeez. Plumbing. Kitchen utilities. I would say that's fixing up. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll get her in here again to answer some questions that I know you will have. Yes. Uh, Somebody said Laura Broner will be the person of the week next week. Speaking of the citizen of the week, Renee Mahaffey Harris is our 1230 The Buzz citizen of the week this week. You know her, call her, and congratulate her, 
and tell her she is the citizen of the week on 1230 The Buzz and the Lincoln Ware Show. Yes. All right, let's take a break, and then we'll come back. Zakia, you're up. Did we lose Ken Anderson? Ken Anderson, call back. We'll get you in there. Lincoln Ware, 1230 The Buzz. If there ever come a time when you feel real nice and you want to let someone know that you really appreciate them. 1230 WDBZ. Does it get any better than Cool and the Gang? I don't think so. Lincoln Ware till one at one. Revenal Shopton. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Yes. All right, uh, 749-1230-513 is the area code. And what do you think of Laura's comments on those, what, 90-something? Or was it over 100 houses they bought? Sight on, well, not, actually not sight. You couldn't see the inside of them before they bought them. You could only see the outside. And... They were in worse shape than they thought. How is that even legal? That, well, a sheriff's sale, I think when you have a sheriff's sale, you can't go inside, I don't think. You just buy it on site. I think that's how it works. And that's what happened. And they, 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 it's more, they had to do more repairs than they had. Counted on, you know, they 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 didn't think it would cost as much to bring them up to where they needed to be, and it cost them a lot more because they were in a lot worse shape than they thought. <laughs> so there you go. All right, make sure you get out there and vote today if you didn't early vote, which I think the early vote totals is going to beat the day of election totals. I really do. I really do. And there are people voting yes, so don't think your vote don't matter. That's right. There's there's a MAGA people out there <laughs> voting yes, and these Republicans they're spending big money. Even the Black Republicans, we talked about them last week. The Lincoln Douglas Republican, I mean the uh, uh, Frederick Douglas Republican. I wonder if Ken Anderson is a member of the Frederick Douglass Republicans. I don't know. He just called in and he didn't hold on. But, um, yeah, I got to go to the website. I haven't had a chance to go to it and check it out for the um, port. Cincinnati port.org. She says they've got before and after pictures on their website. And for the people who are in the classes, I think that's good. I think that's good. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with the port. <laughs> uh, Lincoln, that's the, uh, the Lincoln Douglas is, I think that's uh, the white Republicans have a club like that. No, it's called Lincoln Reagan. It's the Lincoln Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> Ken Anderson is under the Marcus Jenkins Republicans. <laughs> Literally. Okay. Oh, boy. 
More importantly, who is funding the Frederick Douglass Republicans? I have no idea who's funding them. Probably some rich millionaire. Who knows who's funding them? But they got some money to put up some billboards, that's for sure, with black folks on it. And see, the thing about it, there's going to be a lot of black folks in the black community where those billboards were, wherever they were, that's going to see the black family on there and vote yes, and they're going to vote yes. Have you seen the commercial? There's a black woman yes. in the commercial telling people to vote yeah, yes. Yeah, I saw her. Some people were cracking on her jerry curl. I thought that was just her natural hair. It is. She's probably <laughs> yes. mixed race. I know. She looked biracial. She looked biracial. Yes. But black folks who really are not woke, they see that stuff and they fall right there by they'll buy into it. They see a black face and they say, okay, I'm going with her. They see the black family on the billboard. Oh, I'm going with them. They say vote yes. People who don't pay attention to what's going on, they'll fall for the okie doke. And in the commercial, she's saying all the same things that we've been saying for the reason to vote no. <laughs> yeah, well, right. Confusing. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like, all the same things that we've been saying about protecting our rights in the Constitution, she's saying that <laughs> literally yeah. in the commercial. <laughs> yes. These Republicans, they go through no end to, to try to fool people. And hopefully we can sit them down today. So please, I'm begging you, go out and vote if you haven't already. Go when you get off work. If you work second shift, go before you go to work. Polls opened until 7.30. 7.30 tonight. So you get off work at 3, 4, 5, you've got time to go. Like I said, that won't be a line. You don't have to worry about a line. It'll take you 10 seconds. Once you get your ballot and you go, it takes 10 seconds to fill in the block and you walk out and put it in the machine and you're gone. Not going to take a whole lot of time. Telling you it's real quick and painless. So please, we got to show these Republicans that they can't pull the wool over our eyes. Zakia. Hey, Popo. How you doing, Zakia? I'm absolutely, positively wonderful. I am just excited about today. I'm very hopeful about today. And, you know, people are going to get out and vote no for issue one. Because, you know, when you think about it, Paul Paul, they would not have spent $20 million if they didn't have a plan of course. for yeah. our destruction. Well, their plan, their plan was to... Just put this in here, and they didn't think anybody would pay attention to it. Nobody wants to get out and vote in, in August on, on a one issue, uh, uh, e, e, one issue, uh, what is what, one issue ballot, and so they thought people were just going to let it slide. But people are woke, amen. And I think they're going to have egg on their face when this is over. Well, you know, yeah. And I'm just throwing it out there in the environment 
that they're going to have egg on their face, so they might as well get their eggs out right now, start scrambling them up, and trying to figure out, well, wow. Now, how do we get to them and manipulate their minds like they tried to do with these uh, posters and whatever vote yes when they know, they know that they're, if they take away the, uh, the right, they're not going to stop there. Oh, no. They're just going to continue and take away more and more and more until they take us way back to where we were. Well, you know, they've and got the other states are looking at Ohio. They're getting ready to put the same thing on their ballots, and they're looking to see how this turns out here in Ohio. Well, it's not going to turn out the way the Republicans want it to. But you know what, Paul, Paul, I was thinking when you were talking about the snake situation. Oh, yes. Yes. When I saw that story, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I know. I know. My dad was terrified of snakes. Okay? So the Thursday before he passed, he and my grandparents went to Spring Grove and purchased their plots in the Rose Garden. Because in his mind, if he was down in the Rose Garden, then the snakes couldn't crawl oh, over boy. Him. Oh, boy. And I was like, Dad, but you're not going to know anyway because <laughs> you're a dad. Yes. But at any rate, you know, I remember as a young girl, walking down Broad Street in Rome, Georgia, and there was this white man that stood there, and he would go, N-word, N-word, N-word. Three ugly N-words. And my grandma would say, don't you open your mouth, gal. You just keep on walking and look straight ahead. And (laughs) even then, I thought, that's just not right. But, you know, I don't want to go back there. I don't want my son and my granddaughter to have to go back there. So we have to vote no on issue one. I I hear you. Let's hope everybody, uh, you know, can see through this smoke screen that they're throwing Mm -hmm. up here. You know, like, but the thing about it, they make it seem like, Oh, we got to stop it. It's been like this for 170-something years, and all of a sudden, it's the worst thing in the world the way, you know, we do this. All of a sudden, it's just, oh, it's got to end now. And it it boils down to what Frank LaRose said. It's all about abortion. That's what it's all about. Oh, Papa, I don't want to forget this, but I have to call you and talk to you about setting up the thing at dedicated seniors and it's about seniors helping seniors and the more I really dig into this which seniors deserve so much more than what we're often given but I don't see the same thing happening at dedicated seniors you see them working for seniors and helping seniors Absolutely, absolutely, and that's a good thing, and that's what, you know, like, we deserve that, and I'm grateful for that. 
So thank you, Paul Paul. All right. You did a good thing. Thanks for your call. Let's take a break and we'll come back. Lincoln Ware with you on 1230. The Buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. It's Lincoln Ware. It's Tuesday. Yeah, the Reds won a game last night. How about that? They broke their what was it, five or six game losing streak? They broke that. Those are the ones from uh, Lannis. All right, she's got Lannis shoes. I'm, I'm tell you, people are coming through. The Buzz folks are coming through, and now she's got a smile on her face. She's happy now. Angel was happy. <laughs> Jeez. Unbelievable. All right. Let's go to my good friend, the kinder, gentler Republican, Ken Anderson. How you doing? All right. Lincoln Ware, the man of power. Uh, to answer your first question, yes, I am a member of the uh, Frederick Douglass uh, Organization uh, Foundation. And uh, I still, the only problem that I have with this issue is the fact that you need to have signatures on 88 counties. I think yes. 45 counties, 44 plus one, should be enough to get your signatures on. Other than that, the raise the threshold to uh, change the Constitution, I think, is really, I think it's legitimate. Okay, five uh, years ago, did you think this, maybe five years ago? Did anybody even question how we... Uh, would change things five years ago. Did anybody ever question? No, because it wasn't an issue, and it's not an issue now. Well, well, like I said, the, the thing is, as far as to change the Constitution, now, you know, that's different than if we're just installing a cross light or something like that. And and so I, I'm, I'm a... Um, uh, I, I'm a no vote on on this because of the fact that you need to have uh, signatures from all 88 counties. Now, if you read 44 counties at plus one, I would be all in on this because in order to change the bylaws, it should be at a higher standard than just your everyday, you know, uh, laws and yeah. things of that nature. But so uh, you know, there's other organizations, you know, to change their bylaws. It's more than fifty percent plus one. Well, but but I'm I just saying. Sure. All I'm saying, Ken, nobody questioned the way we did things here in Ohio oh. five, four, three, two, one year ago. Nobody yeah. questioned this, and now all of a sudden, it's the worst thing in the world. Well, no, I, I'm with you on that too because I'm I'm against having this election. Uh, in August, you know, I said the Republicans, they got it wrong on several spots on this. So so I'm with you on that, but I'm just looking at the big picture of the whole thing, because actually the next step to this really is an attack uh, to take down the Electoral pro- yeah. uh, College. That's going to be the next thing from the organization, one person, one vote. They've been trying to get rid of the Electoral uh, College presidential uh, process for years, and so this is just another another no. dart directed in that direction. Man, man, I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I just don't well, see I'll, why this I'll, was I'll, okay. All these years, everything was good. Okay, no, no Republican even mentioned putting this on the ballot to to change the way we uh, do this. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we got to stop this. This is so dangerous. People outside interests coming in. They're doing all of a sudden. Th- this no, is the big deal. 
and, and I, I heard you make a good point, and some callers make a good point the other day as well. You know, there's outside interest on both sides. So, once again, that's a, a false argument, you know, because, you know, they're saying, hey, it's from outside interest. Well, there's outside interest telling people to vote yes as well. So, you know, we, the voters, we have to see through all of that and just realize that. So, you know, that that's the main thing that I, I just wanted to say about that. But then I did also want to mention, I don't know how well, you know, it's been covered here, but I did see over the last few days where in Illinois they have it now, I think, where you don't have to be a citizen in order to be a police officer. Huh. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> governor of Illinois, the state house in Illinois uh, passed it. And the governor signed it. Now, I don't know if it's in what stage it's in. I'm just throwing that out there, you know, but uh, maybe some other people saw that. But if that's the case, that's going to be a huge problem. Well, you know, the when they say you don't have to be a citizen, what you mean yeah. you can have papers, uh, yeah, documents. Right, right. You can you, have your green card yeah, or yeah. whatever papers you need to work, yeah. you know, uh, a work number or whatever it is that you need. But it says you don't. You could even be probably being a citizen in the process, or be in the process of becoming yeah. a citizen. Probably. I'd have to look into know. that. I don't I'm know. Just, I, you sure they don't mean you don't have to be a citizen of Chicago or nah, something like that? They well, mean you don't have to be a citizen gonna, of the United States. I don't know. It. I'm gonna double yes. check it. Yes, please but, do. But but I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. But yes. maybe somebody else saw that because, like I said, if it's if that if that was the case, that that could be a major issue. Well, it's anyway, a major anyway, issue that yeah. you can't get anybody to want to sign up to be cops. Well, that's the reason why. That's what they were saying yes. that they're having so many that there are so many citizens that don't want to be cops. Right, right. But there are so many so many people that are willing to be cops to maybe become part of their citizenship, like the way they used to volunteer to be in the military to to count towards their citizenship in, in some cases. Yes, yes. Well, All right, Lincoln. we'll see what happens. All right, Ken Anderson. Uh, right, what, so you think issue one is going to win? Uh, no, no, I think it's going to go down. Okay. Okay. Um, well, that's good yeah, to hear. I, I, I think it's going to go down and I'm actually taking someone to the poll later today and I already know how she's going to vote. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> is you it know, Mrs. Anderson? Uh, you know, is it hey, Mrs. Hey, Anderson? All, all votes count. That's what you want to do. <laughs> is it Mrs. Anderson that you're taking? <laughs> No, it's a, it's a relative, but but nonetheless, I every arrangements are made. I'm gonna make sure anybody that wants to go, I'm gonna make sure that yeah. uh, like in the household, make sure that they get the opportunity to do it, whether one agrees or not. I got a feeling Mrs. Anderson is gonna vote no on issue one. Uh, Silence. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, brother Lincoln. Thanks for your call. Okay, and there was a long pause there. I think she's gonna vote no. On issue one. Yes. She's the only sane one in the house. Mrs. Anderson. All right. 749-1230-513 is the area code. Hey, Will, how you doing? You know, Lincoln, I, I think you did get Ken Anderson that time. He did pause, and that was a long <laughs> pause. Yes. And I believe, you know, and I know he Republican-affiliated, uh, but but uh, it's like you said, uh this whole mess, and, and, you know, we, we you know, me and Deb and J.R., you know, J.R. got challenges, so we normally vote mail-in ballot and do it together like that. And we actually send applications out to get our mail-in ballot. We never got our mail-in ballot. See, right? that's what I'm saying. Just, okay. And, and what we wind up having to do is go in Friday, and we went in. That was Deborah's idea, not mine. Uh -huh. We went in Friday, and we voted down at Norwood Friday 
and got our vote in. Okay. You know? And I uh, just wanted to chime in because I heard the end of it when you were See, that's why, you know, these ma- you know, if you don't do it, when did you send your mail-in ballot? When did you? It was two weeks ago. Really? And you haven't no, received? No, at least a, see, I say a week to ten days. At see, least, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of these mail-in ballots. I, I, I would just go to the Board of Elections, early vote. Yeah. And I wouldn't even wait to the day of the election. From here on out, I'm going to early vote. I'm not even and probably never go back into my polling place again. I don't know. I just like the early voting. Get it over with. You don't yeah. have to deal with all you know any problems. Any problems occur, and you at the board of election. Guess what? They can fix it right there. That's absolutely right. I, you know, and I poll work today. I'm right here out of Blue Edge work, working the polls today, and and. Uh, you know, it's a pretty decent turnout for folks, but I'm pretty sure they're going to stomp issue one through the yeah. ground, like you said, and I think it's not going to be. It's just a formality, really. It's not going to be no close call yeah. on this vote. Well, to teach uh, the Republicans a lesson, and that's what I want more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, they waited, and I think that's what happened. They waited too late. Them people up in Columbus was hemming and hawing about whether or not to do this at all, and when they finally decided to do it, people who did mail and balance. They were just left out the drive because they never got the ballot. It was a guy that came in a day who wanted voted, and he actually said to me, "Yeah, I sent it for a mail-in ballot, and I never got it." See, that's, I said to him, "I said that's the same thing that happened see, to us, and that, we never got." And see, that's so, scary. I, you know, is there some kind of conspiracy or something not to get these people back their ballots? And something, Lincoln. something not right about that. Charge, when Democrats are in charge, this country does better. Not only do the rich get. The, the, the working class and middle class and lower income do better as well. And, that, and it goes with voting, too. Everything else is just they know yeah. how to operate, and, and, these, and the GOP just don't have it. They, yes. don't, they ain't got the, uh, the, the mojo for that. And, and I don't know if nobody try to keep doing these dumb things and thinking it's going to work for them, and it ain't working. And I'm, but, um, you know, I just want to chime in on that because I was – All right. I'm uh, – I'm, I'm with you on that. Thanks, All right. Man. Hey, thanks, hey thanks Will, thanks for your call, and I'm glad you went ahead and voted. And, uh, and you know, <laughs> get it over with instead of waiting. Now, if you, I tell you, those mail-in ballots, they scare me. You, let's take a break. News coming up. We'll come back on the other side. 1230, The Buzz.